Hi folks, thank you so much for downloading this episode of a work-in-progress D&D podcast, a creative experiment of sorts. I'd like to mention that this podcast is not for children. Now, why don't we jump into this adventure? Hi folks, welcome back to another episode of the A Work in Progress D&D podcast with us, these three brothers, on this adventure, both technical and fantastical. First introduced... Damn it! <laughs> there there, go, there it there is. goes. There we go. <laughs> start Always early. Start off with that a little bit. So, <laughs> Eric has been very bad with his words today. I have been bad with my words today. You know, it started off real good in this introduction, and then it just exploded um so with the introductions the firstborn of this trio hi i'm sean and i play alex arcadius the artificer armorer and i'm a human yeah (laughs) still can't find a word for an a word for human it's okay if you don't (laughs) the thirdborn of this trio i i'm ryan and i play as pine decidery the tiefling uh paladin of the ancients and the second born of this trio, myself, Eric, your DM, GM, um, yeah, I got uh, nothing, <laughs> I got nothing I today, it's fine. We already GM, the BM, the BLT, the BL, what? <laughs> I don't know. The, I could go whatever. Right now. <laughs> We're back, let's play, so let's head on into today's adventure. Let's go. So, last time on our podcast, our adventurers, with the help of the knight, Sir Edmund Brightblade, and 50 of the Rainbow Guard stationed here at the Green Duchy, headed off on a quick two-day journey to the northernmost farm, which is the largest farm of the Green Duchy, to stop a rampaging monster from essentially uprooting and destroying the entire farm. When they got there, they talked with the elder and discover and headed off in the direction where the monster was coming from. As they went that way, though, the monster, which was a bullet, a sort of land shark burrowing, like monstrosity of arcane creation, exploded on the ground. And immediately took a incredible chomp onto Sir Edmund Brightblade, almost killing him instantly. <laughs> Luckily, some smart plays by our two adventurers, and while losing a good chunk of the fifty uh, guardsmen who came with them, they are finally able to take down this monster. But not before one of them almost uh, got eaten by the thing and then discovered there was a ring inside this creature. And so, with that, they tied up the corpse of the creature and collected up the the remaining bodies of the horses and uh, guardsmen who had perished in the battle and and started to head back to the main village area of the farm. So, that's where we begin this adventure today so we find ourselves with our heroes sir edmund brightblade his lovely horse um juniper and roughly 30 or so guards left from the 50s so roughly about 20 lives lost from the fight fighting the bullet uh we find ourselves heading on back Essentially, after tying up the corpse of this bullet creature, whose hard is whose hide, not hard hide, is about as hard as any steel one could find, and so the heading off, uh, Sir Edmund Brightblade, just still, even though his armor has been punctured by incredibly sharp teeth and is covered in an obscene amount of blood. Is still riding astride Juniper in this incredible just knightly stature. Uh, just the epitome of knighthood that anyone would want to be. And you um, see him um, kind of digging around in a little pouch that he uh, has on him. 
uh, he seems to be doing some sort of counting at the moment as you guys are slowly marching your way back to the little village um, and to like the meeting hall tavern area called the Springing Deer. So, not sure if there's anything either of you two would like to do on the uh, the march back. I just want to make sure we still taking we're like just taking refuge at the village right now right we're just uh, you guys are on your way back to the village essentially all right, to, we, we... um potentially rest up and also you know let the elder whose name is um oh what's the elder i literally it listened was to it. renford um, renford thank you uh elder renford to let him know that you had defeated the creature uh and while there was some you know damage from the burrowing monster to some of the field nothing very minimal compared to what could have possibly happened or you know so okay well while we're heading back i'm just gonna be uh looking at the bullet like i'll just say like i'm on top of like a cart carrying the bullet i'm just identifying like it's uh plates or arbor yeah whatever why don't you give me a um Give me a medicine or an animal handling or a survival check. One of those three. Okay. Uh, let me see. Medicine. Uh, what was medicine, animal handling, and what? Medicine, animal handling, or survival. Or survival. Oh, God, they're all minus one. <laughs> oh, this well. be good. Uh, 15, but minus one, 14. 14? I'll do... Yeah, uh, I'll, just for the sake, I'll I'll say medicine. Okay, yeah. As you're kind of taking a look over this thing... Oh, you know what? No, survival. Survival sounds better for my character. Okay, yeah. So as you're kind of taking a look over this, you are seeing where you could possibly, like, you know, carve the plates off of this creature and uh, do it in a way that would at least remove the plates in such a way that they would be mostly intact and even as you like kind of test the strength and like kind of ding at the plates now of this now not moving monster um mm. you really do get the sense that this thing is almost like it's it's like plates are almost like metal in and of itself like you feel as and it's the way it kind of moves that it could easily be flexible enough to where it could be malleable to like bend um with you know the right set of tools and gear you could probably turn some of the plates here into like tools um or even a like piece of armor like a breastplate of sorts um okay and then yeah all right good to know yeah. pine anything you wanted to do on the on the march back to the town the i feel like i did this before but maybe i'll just try doing it again is just look for um roma's like owl that was following us see if yeah. it had appeared yes i'm i think i'm starting to remember we might have gotten back to the tavern in the last episode but i think i'm, I'm going back a little bit i'm pretty sure we yeah. just ended at the battle yeah yeah I, either way so yeah as you kind of make a perception check for me Ooh, that's a unnatural 20. Hey, nice. Ooh. Yeah, as you are, like, making your way back, you don't see um, Roma's owl anywhere, like, within the uh, the far, like, the, the crops. The field. The field itself. But as you're getting closer, you do happen to spy. Um, the owl seems to be, like, up um, on, like, the roof of the, uh, of the springing deer. And even trying to be sort of more, like, inside, like, under the roof. And it's, like, sort of a an extra double roofing sort of section that mm -hmm. is trying to, like, you know, be kind of inconspicuous. Or at least to anyone who's actively looking for it wouldn't see it. So you notice that it's there and it seems to still be watching as you, the retinue of the soldier of the these guardsmen... And now the big creature and you three are heading on up. So eventually mm -hmm. you make your way back. And um, Sir Edmund Brightblade says, uh, Hold, men! 
All right. Um, you all uh, still alive. Why don't you start writing out a funeral pyre so we can give these uh, these lost folk uh, the proper send-off that they require. And um, uh, uh, local villages, uh, villagers of uh, Greenfield, I come to let you know that we have defeated the monster that was going to cause you any more trouble. Uh, it has been defeated. Here it is. Uh, this massive beast uh, of digging prowess has been slain. And um, I say tonight, a celebration, uh, if the Elder would allow it. And um, But of course, first we must send our lost brethren off to... Uh, the realms beyond. So, if we could have your help building um, some funeral pyres to give them the proper send off, that would be most appreciative. Um, so, you see, Elder Redford's like, oh, yes, of course, we can absolutely help with that. Uh, we have, uh, it won't be much, but we can at least create something that could encompass all of those who gave their lives today. He's like, that would be perfect. Um, all right, well, let's let's get on those preparations. Um, so, you he begins to kind of start that. He also comes up to you two and it's like, you two have been incredibly helpful. And honestly, I don't know if we probably would have lost more more lives today if you two had not helped out in this endeavor. So, while your help is appreciative in the building of the pyre, I understand if you have other things that you maybe want to tend to in the in the time as. These are my uh, God to look after. So the help would appreciative, but know that it if you have other things, please tend to those. Um, so he lets you know I'm a, that. It's like, I'm just going to raise my hand. I do have a question. Are we going to oh. do anything with this bullet here? Well, I, I'm not sure. You should probably have to talk with the elder about that as uh, he might be the one to maybe do something with it. I mean, folk out here generally try to use anything and everything they can to help uh, what they have, whether that maybe they try and, you know, carve the creature for for food for later in the, in the, in the year, or possibly even to, I mean, maybe they could create some farm tools out of this creature's um, strange hide. So, hmm. talk to uh, Elder Renford about what it is they plan on doing. Um, in the meantime, though, I'm going to get to work on these uh, funeral pyres. I can help you with that, Edmund. I'd be more than happy to. Of course. Much appreciative. I'll, uh, right, Alex, I'll let the, the Elder know that you... Uh, I'll send the Elder on, on uh, your way, and you can ask him questions about it. All right. Okay. Pine, you're with me. So, uh, Edmund and Pine head off, uh, and he sends uh, Elder Renford uh, off in your direction. Oh, yes, uh, young one. What, uh, uh, Sir Brightblade told me you had uh, questions for me regarding the um, the creature that uh, you have slain. Uh, oh. Yes, of course. Uh, I was wondering if you were going to use this bullet for anything. Because oh. if it's not too much trouble, I would like to use some of its plates for materials for myself. But as well, definitely not the whole lot. I would definitely, I could even help make some like farming tools or whatever you need. Oh, that would this. be much appreciative. I, I, I was going to have some of our folk, um, those who uh, have proficiency in, in cooking and such, and even our, our own, uh, take a look over it, but... Uh, to see if the thing was even edible and possibly, you know, have a feast tonight celebrating this, um, the, um, uh, endeavor that you have completed here. Uh, but I can easily get our blacksmith, um, to help you, um, with anything you might need to oh, turn the, uh, uh, the, this thing into, I guess, tools and such. Sure. And just to be fair, since you guys suffer a lot, I'll de we'll focus on your tools first, and then whatever you have left, you can just give to me, and I'll work on oh, it. Well, 
thank you. It's much appreciative. I will send them on their way. So, without too much trouble, the pyres are created to um, hold the, the bodies of the 20 guard, roughly 20, 50. Yeah, tw- 20, I believe 20 were lost. Yeah, 20 or so guard, uh, 20 guard that were lost, along with the horses, onto the funeral pyre. And then, as well as uh, quite a few individuals coming over to help you, Alex, to essentially carve this creature, remove its plates to be used and like sort of the cleaning process of it. But before like that happens, um, a little bit of a, uh, uh, the funeral is so things, yeah, get, things are on the way. Once the creature is carved and the funeral pyre is kind of set up, everything kind of happens at once in terms of making anything right now. That's going to be a bit, uh, right. at the moment, but essentially you get the creature carved for the most part. This bullet is edible, could be edible. It's sort of tough. So the idea that some of the cooks have is that maybe it will be turned into a stew of some sort. I was going to say bullet stew. (laughs) Yeah, so a little bit of a bullet stew. Uh, So they kind of already get that started to start of, since it's about mid, little later than midday, they're going to use the rest of the time to try and cook down the meat of the bullet that is usable and um, kind of create a stew out of it. And then even using some of the bones and such as sort of a broth as uh, part of broth and maybe the the skull of it is like a decorative thing to show hey this was a trophy um although that that would take a bit more time uh that will come later down the road but you have a bunch of the bullet plates from its like head plate all the way down to like its back that will be ready to be cleaned uh but in the meantime though as that's done everyone sort of gathers around with sir edmund brightblade and during this whole process pine of getting it set up you watch as uh once it's set up and each body's laid down you watch as edmund takes out of that pouch that he was carrying counting out and laying um three coppers onto the corpse of these individuals one in the left eye one in the right eye and the one on the tongue, mm-hmm. as it's part of um, tradition uh, here. And make a perception or insight check for me, Pine, if you would. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. Let me just do a quick roll real fast. Okay. You can just kind of see that uh, taking a look at Edmund, who's still kind of, you know, bloody after the battle, is just very focused on, like, the work that he's doing right now. Um, Like, honestly, you'd feel like if Edmund were a lesser human, he would be, like, passed out right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's very, like, the absolute, like, focus of his task of making sure that these bodies are seen uh taking care of with the utmost care is like it is his driving focus right now so eventually it's all done and uh everything is set up and um he kind of looks to you pie and he says pine would you be willing to light the funeral pyre yes As I, I i yes i would i'd be honored i appreciate it i I just have some words to say first, which is pro-tradition of those lost in battle and, well, at least with large groups like this. Um, So, all right. And so people start gathering around to listen, and so Edmund Brightblade says, Okay. So begins the end for our fellow gods lost in the the line of duty. Here our departed begin their journey into the realms beyond. May the copper on your right eye guide you past the veil of our realm unto hers. May the copper on your left eye guide you safely through her realm unto her palace. And may the copper on your tongue pay the tax to the gatekeeper so that you may enter her halls. 
may you walk her hall of memory unmolested by regrets of our realm to find your ship that we may take you to the realm that lies in your heart. And so with that, Pine, you light the funeral pyre and the fire burns up and the smoke as these bodies are uh, set to the realm beyond. Can I have both of you make a perception check for me? Okay. Now let's bring it out first. Uh, 17. 17. Uh, 15. 15. All right. Pine. You notice, fortunately, uh, sorry, you did not roll high enough. Damn it. Yeah, sorry. Pine, you notice as the fire is going and sort of the smoke is uh, wafting to the sky, you see something... It looks like you see a figure in the smoke. It's a little hard to describe exactly what it is, but you see something that looks almost bird-like in the smoke for, like, a brief moment, and then it's gone. Hmm. Like, any type of bird in particular, or just kind of the wings and beak? Okay. Yeah. It's hard to say. Okay. So... With that, the funeral pyre is goes and it's kind of tended to to make sure it doesn't, you know, go beyond its um its purview to deal any significant damage to the farm. And while that goes on, everyone else who's not on funeral pyre protection duty, um, heads off inside the springing deer to sort of celebrate uh the success of you guys completing this mission and also this you know life in general uh so you see tons of people just kind of hanging around enjoying a good uh drink and some food while the stew is cooking away uh handing it out various other vegetables and things being roasted and shared the, the guardsmen who are alive are singing up, drinking songs, and, and recounting the lives of their fellow guardsmen. Uh, various uh, other village folk are sort of getting around, dancing around, maybe a few flirting with some of the guards folk as well. Is there any way that I might be able to acquire a flute? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can see there's a couple of... Uh, People kind of setting up a sort of little area that is sort of a, you know, a makeshift band starting to set up to play some music. Uh, Mm -hmm. It seems like one of them seems to have a flute of uh, design. Uh, Excuse me, would would you mind if I were to maybe try and out your flute and play a little something just to add to the atmosphere? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, by all means. Uh, one of the heroes of our, of our day. So, by all means, it would be a great honor. All right. Roll a performance check, and I'll give you advantage on this roll. I do have, because I got this from my proficiencies, I do have the proficiency of one musical item, and it was a flute. So I <laughs> have proficiency right. with this. There you go. And you said with advantage? Yeah, give you advantage. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> What happened? It... What'd you roll? <laughs> Did you roll two nat ones? No, but it's a one and a three. <laughs> oh, For shit. a total of, oh, well, it's a, a nine. Total? Okay. <laughs> um, Three plus six. <laughs> we'll say wow. that, you know, it's, it's a new flute. You aren't used to it. It's, it's, you know, it's a wood flute that maybe wasn't carved, carved well, but it's not something you're used to. Uh, and you're kind of playing and it takes you a bit longer than you want to, to like actually get, you know, on tune with it. And luckily, uh, you know, a lot of the people around at least appreciate the work you did of slaying the creature where they aren't going to be like, Oh man, he sucks. Um, (laughs) So they aren't saying that or anything, but they're just like, you know, they're all distracted with their own sort of celebration. So like only the person who's 
all of like the musicians around you are just like notice that it takes you a bit longer to get the flute music going but eventually yeah. it goes and you have a decent go around of um your flute playing huh only i could mess up an advantage roll just that that <laughs> that bad that's pretty great the only would have been why worse couldn't that have been two... it anyway would have been worse if we were two net ones so uh alex is there anything that you wanted to do specifically um while festivities are going or did you want to do anything else as the evening uh came around um i just mingled but then i reached into my pocket and remember that the, the ring that was in the bullet it's uh mouth and i just kind of look at it just to figure out what it is yeah so i mean it's a it's a tungsten band set with i think did i say uh i think i said rubies yeah uh a tungsten red orange ruby yeah red orange ruby yeah you just kind of take a look over it it's very beautiful like it's incredibly um ornate and stuff if you want to give me a sort of like investigation check on it to at least like discern uh like the details on it investigation yeah you said mm-hmm. or yeah investigation or arcana either one of those two just to like okay get an okay, idea of what this ring okay is. no it's just weird on my character sheet i put investigation as one which it's that's supposed to be that <laughs> oops yeah eh, i'll do arcana okay um unnatural 20 all right well you definitely get the sense that this ring has some magic to it for sure. Uh, as you're like looking at the design, um, it looks as though if you were to take a guess, it almost looks like it was elvish in make in that like the design of it is very like uh, flowing and fluid and almost has this incredible natural look where it makes it look like the ring is alive, especially because the design that sort of envelops the like uh, the ruby is very much like flame and fire and it looks like these twisting flames are like swirling around uh like these silver twisting flames swirling of the metal swirling around this sort of like reddish orange uh ruby that seems to almost like twinkle like um like firelight Hmm. um you can only guess that since you were inside the creature and shot the thing with fire that maybe this is the thing that uh allowed the bullet to have some sort of fire resistance of some sort so it would you'd have to you know spend some time with it and you know in terms game terms attuned to the thing to figure out exactly maybe all of what it might give you but yeah i'll probably do that (laughs) probably do that before we go to bed (laughs) okay can i have you guys make a perception check for me all right come on don't fail me on this one 17 natural 20 (laughs) <laughs> 17 and your perception side yep. all right so as you guys are sort of celebrating and kind of looking around you're trying to like find out where sir edmund is and he hasn't like you haven't noticed he's not been like up and about he's not been like schmoozing or doing any of his like his typical nightly stuff mm-hmm. uh eventually though you see in like a far corner you see uh the armor of sir edmund brightblade his back is sort of turned to you he seems to be sort of leaning on a table it seems like he's got some food in front of him but he doesn't he for whatever reason doesn't seem to be interacting with um uh the folk right now and no one seems to be like around him at the moment so i'll go up to him if you join fine <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll follow okay yeah you head on over yeah you walk yes. over you like just stand by the uh the table he's at and wait a minute or two and he doesn't seem to respond or anything yeah, I'll place just a light hand on his shoulder and say, Edmund, do you, do you all right? You just kind of see as you ha- uh, put your hand on it that it just kind of like sets Edmund off balance a bit and he kind of slumps down and he is just like flat out unconscious. He uh, is like, like exhaustion has finally gotten to this man and he is just like passed out. Like, a little bit of food has been eaten. He's got, like, a little bit of, like, stew kind of dribbling from his mouth. And he's just, like, <laughs> flat out unconscious, this poor man. Uh, Pine finds, like, the nearest blanket and just kind of drapes it over him and kind of tucks him in, even though he's kind of just sitting there. But mm. just a yeah. little pat on the head. 
Yeah, well. Yeah. Yep. But if you got like 20 HP out of your total of 52, it's like, oh. Yeah. I should be exhausted as well when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. You you get some rest, Edmund. You deserve it. Yep. <laughs> Oh, chivalry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even the man dreams of chivalry. Yeah. He proved himself today. Yep. A true man of his worth. Anything else you want to do? I don't know if, Alex, you wanted to get to any, to work or anything on uh, using the uh, the metal for stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to do that tonight? Yep, do it tonight. Guess All I right. got inspiration in my veins. Yeah. Pine continues Mine. to dance and drink until everyone else is unconscious, and then he gets sad and goes to sleep. Okay. <laughs> it gets Jesus. sad. <laughs> yeah, because every, everyone else couldn't couldn't last as long as he could. That's fair. All right. Uh, real he comes from a, from a culture of a lot of dancing and partying. Yeah, and a lot of dancing. Fun. And that I was while. trying to remember as well. Did you suffer any damage from Yes. <laughs> okay, you did. <laughs> I think I, yes. Yeah. So, with that, here's how we're going to do this, uh, Alex. I'm dead? <laughs> yes, you've died. Um, no, no, I said here's how we're going to do this. As Pine like, got so drunk, he took out his sword and just started swinging. All right, yep. so here's, here's what we're going <laughs> to anyway. do, Alex. So, I'll say making farm tools out of the bullets, uh, you know, Cow. armor, that's, like, no time at all. Essentially, you can make, like... Uh, a plow with like the armor of it you can create other extra tools like hose and things any or like even Mm -hmm. whatever sort of extra farm tools you want to like say you create you make them tonight that's not the part that's going to take uh time or in this case grant you with exhaustion so here's how we're gonna do this you will for working on this tonight We'll get to create sort of an armor piece from the bullet's armor. And because you know how to craft magical Uh armor from your, you know, your family, uh, and even your own armor has sort of the sort of magical ability of being able to don itself like instantly, I have a magical ability that you can add if you'd like to, let's say, this breastplate. We'll say it's a breastplate that you'll be making, or unless you wanted to make. If there was a specific kind of armor. If anything, I just want one that's better than the scale mail. Or, not scale mail. Or, no, was it? Chain mail. That, that's the one I have on? That's 16? Yeah, so... Yeah. So, chain mail is 16, yeah. Let's say... Okay. Here's how we'll do this. We can say that this is going to be like... When you level up in art, as, as an armor, there's a point where you can sort of section off different parts of your armor as like separate magical portions so we'll say that this almost can be like like the chess piece of like maybe what you're working on uh because let's see in terms of um yeah i just had to pick the most difficult class didn't i (laughs) no no it's fine hold on let me let me grab a book real quick what do i get oh technically i get next level was extra attack Alright, let me let me uh, let me go to the armor section real quick. Cause I'm I'm rethinking how exactly what we can do here. So yes. currently you have chain mail, which gives you yep. which is heavy armor, and it gives you an AC of sixteen straight up. So what we can do is what is your dexterity modifier? My dexterity modifier is uh, plus one. Plus one. Okay, so here's what we'll do. We will give you... It'll be like this sort of piece of armor you're going to be creating will be almost like breastplate sectioned. Okay. Uh, In that... I'm trying to think... I'm, I'm hoping I'm not making myself too complicated on this. But I'm thinking maybe what it'll do is this... Or do I just want it to... Or do we just want it to be armor? Sorry, I'm... No, it's okay. ...thinking on this. Well, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll have it be, like, splint, which is, like, which will make your AC become 17. Okay. But in terms of how it looks, can be sort of up to you. Okay. Like when I don my magic armor. 
Yeah, and it'll kind of look, it, it'll be mainly like the breastplate air. So essentially you're getting like an additional plus one to your AC is okay. essentially what's happening right now. Okay. Um, As opposed to just like, a, uh, as you're like kind of crafting your own armor, right. sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is like the chest, this is like the chest piece. Yeah. The, the main body area that you're creating. Unless you want it to be another spot uh, uh, no. with the bullet. No, that's fine. Okay, cool. So essentially... What's going to happen is with this piece of armor okay. that you'll be creating and you'll be expending spell slots and whatnot to use to create the magic. But what you will get is that essentially you'll have like bullet armor or however you want to call it. Okay. Is that this will provide you with like the ability to walk through... Uh, any sort of difficult terrain, like made from rocks or stone, like earthen difficult terrain without any using extra movement, which I realize maybe in our podcast won't matter too much. But the other thing it can give you okay. is, and this is the bigger thing, you can, as an action while you're wearing this armor, gain tremor sense. Uh, range of 60 feet for one minute. So essentially allows you to become like tough for like a minute. Okay. And that can be like recharged once per day as you're sort of taking sort of the natural ability that the bullet had of being able to like has connection with like the earth and you're able to like fuse that into the armor and then grant yourself that sort of vision um, for a minute. Okay. So basically that will allow you to see sort of you basically can, for a minute, do Toth's, like, slamming on the foot ground thing yeah. through the magic of the armor to see things within 30 feet of you or, or 60 feet of you, whether it's, like, behind, you know, walls or things. Yeah, I'm just tra- I'm trying to remember what it was called. I'm, like, thinking, like, sodar, radar, echolocation. I can't yeah. remember exactly just, the right word. <laughs> I mean, you can just call it, like, tremor sense. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, so you can grant yourself a 60-foot tremor sense for a minute as an action with this armor okay but now here comes the part that is where you're going to get some negatives from this and that working through the night will cause you to get some exhaustion so first things first it's not just like you get one point of exhaustion this is going to be how many points of exhaustion up to three right now so you're all you're gonna have one so okay. you're going to be rolling here to try not to get any more. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. Okay. Um, I want you to roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. If you roll uh, 15 or higher, mm-hmm. you just have the one. Okay. If you roll lower 5 to, f- to 14, okay. you'll get 2. Okay. And if you roll 4 or less... You'll get three. Okay. All right, here we go. Because that's the thing. I'm letting you, like, just make the armor so you have it, but it depends on how much exhaustion you're going to get. Well, luckily, I got exactly 15. (laughs) Okay. So you just have the one point of exhaustion uh, that you'll have for the next day uh, until, like, your next long rest. So it won't go away on tonight's rest. So that's what you have right now, which is... Disadvantage on skill checks, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably so, going to just spend the whole day in this village. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, that like this happens throughout the night because right. of your ability to work quick, and even with a little help of cleaning it from like the blacksmith and his apprentice, Yeah. very easily are able to just kind of work through the night, basically, and kind of get this done. But while that happens, Pine. Yes. As you are kind of finishing up and you see everyone's kind of like fallen asleep or gone to bed or something you yourself start to head off to bed as well it is late in the evening you can hear like the pounding and the ringing from like the blacksmith uh, as alex is going to town mm-hmm. on the armor plating of the bullet can i have you make a perception check for me and i'll give you advantage uh i'll give you advantage on this roll 15. 15. As you're kind of heading off to um, one of the rooms 
upstairs in this place and you're kind of getting ready for bed you notice something outside the window and you can see it looks like a cloaked like the fire the funeral pyre is already burnt down low so it's dark the only thing lighting up sort of the areas a little bit of the light coming from the tavern and then like the moon in the sky and you see a cloaked figure leave the tavern and start to like do a quick little back and forth and then start heading south from the tavern like into the fields the farm fields pine is going to go and try and sneak and follow this figure okay (laughs) all right (laughs) all right well while you go off to sneak that figure, sneak that figure, oh sneak God. that figure, sneak that figure, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll find out exactly what's going on. So, folks, oh we'll see you in a little bit. Hi, folks. It's Eric with that old mid-break editing magic. I uh, just hope you're enjoying this episode and uh, let's get right back to it. Welcome back, folks. We've just come back from our break. Alex Arcadius is busily working in the blacksmith with only one point of exhaustion, but has completed a very, very cool piece of armor for his uh, full-on armor set. Uh, and Pine... Might be going to die. Who knows? Just started to head off to bed, but watched a shadowy, cloaked figure head off into the farm for who knows what sort of reasons. So, Pine... As you head down into like the main tavern area to start going off to see, uh, to follow this cloaked individual, make a perception check for me as you're like quickly running out. But ha- I'm gonna give you disadvantage on this one because you're quickly like running out of the door. Five, five. Okay, <laughs> you you just kind of do a quick scan and you just see like roughly the same people as far as you can tell in the tavern so as you head out can and can i do can i say i try and make a point to see if sir if uh edmund is still there mm-hmm. sure uh uh yeah he's still there as far as you can tell uh all right uh so can you roll as you head out into the dark night with the moon sort of cast over you and you know that they sort of headed in the southern direction uh what would you like to do Okay, this kind of matters. Are we technically level five yet? Ooh, good <laughs> point. No. Okay. Abort! Um, <laughs> not yet. Then... I know, it's his decision. Okay. So yeah, I, I mean, I'll still go. Okay, I want you to roll the stealth check for me. Okay. Uh, Uh-oh. What'd you get? Uh, One. <sighs> Interesting. All right. He's technically Don't still say in... that. God he's, damn it. He's still like... in the tavern though, right? He's, he's no, he I'm just leaving out. out. He just started oh, heading out. So. You understand why I asked if I was level five yet, right? <laughs> oh, I know. I know why. Oh, damn it. So. You start heading out. If that's the case, can I use Disguise Self to make myself look like Edmund? Yes. I'll let you use Disguise Self to make yourself look like Edmund. So, as you start heading off in that direction, you kind of can actually hear... Yeah, what is your passive perception? Uh, that should just be 10 plus my wisdom. Yeah. 11. Or 10 plus whatever your perception. If yeah, it'd be 11. Okay. You're actually kind of able, as you're kind of heading in that direction, um, you can actually start to hear sort of the the footsteps of this individual like ahead of you and like sort of the crashing through like the... I can never... Oh, wow. I really am just losing words today. Um as you're just kind of, as it seems like there's like very much running now, crashing through all of the crops here, uh, to eventually you hear them stop and, uh, some labor breathing 
and then you as you like keep going you eventually like also step on some stuff and you hear who's there who's there who who are you i i asked you first well i asked you second (laughs) and you hear a edmund no i'm uh, no i pull out my sword (laughs) (laughs) oh god Roll initiative for me. <laughs> oh, God. damn it. God. 11. 11. I rolled an 8. So, are you still disguised as Edmund? Yes. Okay. So, what do you want to do? Do, like, are we face to face? Do I see them? No, you're still, like, within the the vegetables. Yeah, and so like they heard you, and then they asked who it was because they don't see you, mm-hmm. but they know you're there, and you're still like hidden within like the actual crop, and you know they're out there. You don't quite see them, uh, but you heard the draw of a sword. So what do you? And you drew your sword, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So they yeah. also heard that. So what do you want to do? I am going to just. Do the dodge action. Okay. I'm just going like to... Like, hold for a dodge, or... Yeah. yeah, so the dodge action essentially allows you to... Say you take the dodge action, and then if you're attacked, the person attacking you has disadvantage on the attack roll. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you take the dodge action. Could I... Can I say that I probably had a short rest, at least, so I could... Yeah. My health was probably back up? Yeah, okay. we'll say you have a okay. short rest, so you can roll your hit dice to see how much health you have. I imagine you probably can roll all of it to get back up to max or whatever. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got up to max. All right, cool. I rolled three tens and an eight. Perfect. Damn. All right, cool. So you're back to full HP. So you draw your sword. You take the dodge action, waiting to see if they come to attack you. And then you just hear this person start to sprint. Oh, God. Um, oh, shit. Back to your turn. What do you do? I know. What do I do? I'll say you're roughly like... You haven't reached quite the edge of like the farm yet. Mm-hmm. You're about, let's say, 120 feet. So like two rounds of like dashing. So like two rounds of dashing to get to the edge of the farm. So this person, as far as you can tell, it sounded like they took on a dead sprint and dashed towards the edge of, like, the the farm land. I'm running after them. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Make a perception check as you start running uh, with disadvantage since you are going quickly. Eight. Eight. All right. You can just barely hear them continuing to run, uh, and you have more or less kind of just you 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 can feel you can feel them getting closer uh or you're getting closer to them and they're just ever so slightly out of reach of you to the point where the it's now this individual's turn and they're just going to continue to sprint and run all the way to the edge uh of the farm now that they've gotten to it and you don't know quite what they're about to do but um i'll let you know dm to player that they have done something okay or are prepping to, uh, they have, in terms of, they've gotten to the edge and are, have done something. Hmm. So, do you keep dashing? Yeah, I'll keep dashing. Okay, roll them another perception check for me as you run. Is this disadvantage again? Still there? at disadvantage? Yep, because you're running quick. <sighs> another eight. Okay, uh, you are able to get to the very edge of the, uh, the thing, and you can see, uh, and you're kind of looking around uh, to the left, to the right, and you eventually, or no, sorry, let me go back. You run to the edge, and as you get out there, you see this hooded, cloaked individual, uh, sword, sword in, short, short, short sword in one hand, and something else in the other hand. Okay. So, this hooded individual is going to run up, uh, no, that's not what they would try to, no, they would have to try and get rid of you first. Yeah, they're going to run up and attack you. Okay. So, oh, 
Natural 20. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Two ones on the short sword. So you take a total of three points of piercing damage from the short, sh short sword, but I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, so you're going to take half of this poison damage, which is also crit because it's dice. I rolled two sixes on this. So you would have taken 12 points of poison damage, but it is half to six. So you feel as this thing stabs into you, that even though it, like, just barely nicks you, the poison on the blade kind of shoots through your system, and it's just, like, you just, like, kind of the, the, and just, like, get a little nauseous. How much was that again? Uh, six points of poison damage. So three points of piercing, six points of poison, as this right. individual has just run up onto you and stabbed you. So. Okay. I... So he's right up on me? Yes. Perfect. I am going to do a channel of divinity with nature's wrath. Ooh, this is the one that, uh... What's that do? As an action, you cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet of you that you can see. The creature must see it on a strength or dexterity saving throw, its choice, or be restrained. While restrained by the vines, the creature repeats the saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Okay, well, uh, strength and dex are the same, so uh, what is the DC for you? Uh, it should be 14. 14. Okay, I have a plus one to this roll, so it's a roll 13 or higher. That is 11 plus one, a 12. So what does yes. it look like as you cause these spectral vines to, um, you know, do its thing? Uh, as... Like, he stabs me with the sword. As he pulls out, he grabs the arms and kind of just, like... I don't know, would you allow me to kind of just, like, throw him down as he hits the ground? This spectral, like, green, yeah. like, thorny vines just grip and, like... Yes. Like, hold this guy to the ground. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Yeah, so you grab his arm, flip him over, and slam on the ground as the spectral vines just go... <laughs> and wrap around him uh and he is now tied and uh restrained and as it happens the cloak kind of falls away and you see one of the members of the rainbow guard just sort of slightly nondescript human man with some with some mutton chops and like some some hair and honestly he just seems like one in a one in a hundred i still look like Sir Edmund, don't I? You do look like Sir Edmund. Because uh, Disguise Self isn't concentration, yeah? I don't oh. think the Nature's Wrath is concentration. No, I know that, but you did get damaged, so... Oh, I did. Um, I think Disguise Self might be concentration. Let me take a quick look-see. Sure, sure. Just want to make sure. Because, yes, you are yeah. disguised as Sir Edmund, potentially. It is not concentration. Ah, so yes, you are still disguised as Sir Edmund. As you see this individual below you, uh, with eyes wide, still holding uh, their sword and whatever else is in their other hand, and just on the ground staring up at you, so I was like, huh. <laughs> sir? You have a lot to answer for there. And uh, would I happen to have, like, any... I wouldn't, probably wouldn't have any rope or anything to tie him up, would I? Um... I'm gonna I'd say no. I say you went quickly without grabbing like your pack worth of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, while he's still down, Pine will just go. Where were you heading off to, soldier? Uh. Uh. Mm. And why were you stabbing me with a poisoned blade? Uh, roll a um, intimidation check with advantage because you are currently <laughs> look look as Sir Edmund. Uh, you said intimidation? Yeah. Uh, 14. 14. <laughs> I, I was told to, to, to come out here and oh. spread the plague. Oh. You 
what? And, like, I just kind of lift him up. Mm-hmm. I spin him around, hold, like, his arms as tightly as I can. And I'm just going to then, like, undo the disguise self and say, the captain's going to have a lot, or uh, Sir Edmund's going to have a lot to say to you then. And, like, I just kind of more or less scruff him and just kind of try and pull him. Don't you want to find out what the art theme Did was? Did you take the thing out of his other hand? Uh, I didn't say I did, so. Okay. I'm going to roll a dexterity yeah. check right now to see if he's able to use the thing in his other hand. Uh, Roll me a strength check for me, and I'm going to contest this against your strength check. Okay. Unnatural 20. Ooh. I literally have to roll a natural 20 for him <laughs> to pull off what he's trying to do. Pine's fucking strong. I know. This so is... Alright, here we go. That one. That is a total of five. <laughs> so you can feel Pine as this individual is like... As you, like, move them and trying to get their, like, arms around, you can feel them in the, um, let's say, sword in right, other thing in left, is, like, trying to move their hands and fingers in a certain way to, let's say, activate whatever this thing is. What do you do? Uh, he'll try and pull it out of his hands. I'll say- Well, first, first, Pine headbutts him. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Roll a- Roll a- D4. I'm trying to figure out exactly, because you want to knock him unconscious, yeah? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm trying to think of how... Roll roll Jeez. a D4, add your strength, and see how much damage you do. Uh, five. Five points of damage? You slam your head into him, and he's just... Uh, uh, as you, and he has not gone unconscious yet, but he is... Um, but- would I be able to more easily take away the thing in his left hand? Oh, yeah. Like, I was going to give it to you because you roll a, an unnatural 20 on a strength check. But, hey, I've got no problem with you headbutting this son of a bitch. Um, so, yeah, you grab uh, the thing out of, of this guard's hand as he's still sort of like... Maybe he's still tied up with your spectral things. He hasn't tried to escape yet. Mm. So, yeah, you pull this thing out of his hand. And it is a little uh, stoppered bottle of some sort of dark liquid of sorts hmm. gonna just kind of uh, place it no I, and then I just that. i'm gonna be in trouble keep... if i if i don't do it I'm gonna be punch in tr- him <laughs> <laughs> so you knock this guy out yep roll roll you know what no let's let, roll another d4 plus strength to see if you actually able to knock this guy out you need to roll uh a t- six six damage Nah, it was a five. <laughs> you, you hit him against him. Oh, uh, no. I, I need to so get in trouble if I don't do it. I have to spread it. Uh, uh, he's still up. It's up to you. Do you want to knock him out completely or do you want to do anything else? If he continues to fight, I'm just going to start dragging him. He's he's sort of like kind of trying to fight. He's get, You know what? I'm going to give him a chance to break out of your vines. Uh, what? DC 14? Yep. Strength check? Yep. That's a five. (laughs) Yep, I'm just gonna keep dragging him. Okay, yeah, you start dragging him, but he's still like, no, 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 they're gonna, they're gonna hurt me. The more, yeah, I'm gonna hurt you more if you don't stop fighting. Uh, One more time. Oh, just knock it. That's a seven. (laughs) Dunk. All right, now he's totally unconscious. I'm dragging him back. Okay. You bring him back. Uh, where do you bring him to? Uh, I'm going to try and find Edmund. Okay. Edmund, as you head back into the tavern, Edmund is still in the same booth he was before, covered in mm-hmm. the cloak you gave him, still snoring about chivalry and knighthood. Okay, is there anyone who might be, like, awake right now, or am I, like, the only one? Actually, you know what? who I take this to? Hmm. I go see Alex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, you do might, that. Y- yeah, you might want to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. as is happening, uh Alex, you have it is like real late into the night, like you feel like there's maybe one more hour until like sun up or something. You are feeling exhausted, but your yeah. piece of armor is completed. What does it look like, Sean? Your breastplate 
uh, your bullet breastplate? Uh, well, let's just say I want to try to give it like still like my silver-ish color, but it has like the shade of like the bullet armor, like the bullet plating. Like, was it like a cyan or something? It's like a it's like a silvery bluish sort of color. Okay, so yeah, it's basically like that. It's still like a regular breastplate with that color, but the shoulders have kind of like a fin like fin shredded fin thing that's like going uh down the shoulder like the kind of the shoulders of the breastplate okay like it's like, like a shark got, fins going down yeah kind of like shark fins but it's not as uh big it'll be much more noticeable when i use my arcane armor right right okay yeah cool uh so as you're done with like, that and yes. you kind of got it I, set up yes it's finished uh you uh hear um someone coming to the blacksmith uh uh, and you turn around and you see Pine, a little bit of blood on his forehead, dragging behind this unconscious rainbow guard. Okay, well, when I turn around, you see Pine, you just see Alex, like, kind of, like, with the, like, uh, oh, yeah. bags under bags his, under his and... eyes, like, if I feel like that, considering he hasn't really taken a proper rest, even from the encounter and whatnot, yeah. he just looks like a weary old man. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> Well, you look like hell. Uh, By the way, and I just kind of toss the body up front a little. I found a traitor. Ropes in the bag. All right. (laughs) Just start, like, tying him up. Yes, you you tie up this unconscious rainbow guard, and you set him to the side. What do you guys want to do? Well, I'm exhausted. I had to go run out in the fields to catch this one. I'm going to bed. Are you going to be up? Uh, I might as well. <laughs> can you watch him for me? I'm gonna go try and get as little bit of sleep as I can. Uh, sure. All right. We'll talk about this in the morning. <laughs> okay. And with that, we'll continue this podcast in the morning. <laughs> uh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> but in the more <laughs> before we officially end, I am now going to make it official that you guys are now level five. Yay! Yay! I know I let you guys know before, so you at least had all your other stuff picked out. So why don't now we, we're right now, roll for those sweet, sweet HP hit points. I should have just said that. Yeah. And I'm trying... Oh, no, why? Oh, Ryan, what happened? No, 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 no. It, it's, it's funnier. It, it's fine. I rolled a four. Okay. But the thing is, I've had mine set to the five for the longest time when you first told us. And when I was, I rolled for hit points, like back then, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll count it. Like, whatever. I rolled first time, got a four. I'm like, okay, since these aren't like legit, like hit points, I'm going to roll again and see what I get. I rolled four three more times in a row <laughs> and really I rolled funny. four again. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. <laughs> meant to gain four extra hit points. Yep. All right. All right. So for me, it's a D8 and yep. then add my constitution modifier. Yes, indeed. Okay, come on. I want a seven because I want to get the double hit points than Pine at this point. Yeah, well, I want a seven to get the tens. I always want to aim for a ten or higher. But we'll see what happens. Easy math. Eight! Yes! Nice! Oh, nice. Plus eleven! Yes! All right, so... uh, You have more hit points than Pine now. Probably. Uh, Probably. So, Pine, how much HP... What are your hit points at? Forty-seven. Forty-seven, not bad. Oh, yep. (laughs) <laughs> Alex, what do you I'm at, at 50, 54. Damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then, I don't know, do you guys want to mention things you get, or if you've picked spells, if you want to share them with the folks listening or not? Well, I gain an extra attack. <laughs> yeah. So do I. We both do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and I, will, my that's gonna come into pl- I was going to say, what? that's going to come into play when I for the next day of the campaign. Right. Like, I'm right. going to yeah. mention something. I'm going to mention a couple things, but, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Um, and for me, I got my second-level spells, Woo. my two being Moonbeam and Misty Step, mm-hmm. which are nice. Yeah. And I picked this spell before the session started, and my new spell that I picked for second level is Zone of Truth. Oh! <laughs> Fun. So, so, 
I'm probably going to be using that next session. Probably. All right. And Alex, did you pick out new spells as well? Well, so far for the armor ones that I get already is a mirror image mm -hmm. and shatter. Yeah. I know how shares. So. I know how shares can be used for mm -hmm. my, like how I'm gonna present mm -hmm. this, and I get two, two, two level, yeah, two two level spells, mm -hmm. and I haven't really decided on that yet. All right. Well, I'm excited to really get this ball rolling. Now you know that uh, apparently this plague of sorts. Is uh, staged. Maybe a bit more uh, staged and involved than initially uh, believed or something like that. So, I'm glad I kept running after this guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm very happy with how it turned out. Yes, me too. <laughs> so, with that, folks, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, that concludes this eighth episode of our podcast. I hope you're just as excited as I am to see what the future holds for our players. If you liked this episode, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate, leave a review, share with a friend, or, you know, all of the above. It really helps us out. You can email us at awipdndpodmail at gmail.com. That's spelled A-W-I-P-D-N-D-P-O-D-M-A-I-L at gmail.com. Once again, that's A-W-I-P-D-N-D-P-O-D-M-A-I-L at gmail.com. Very excited to read whatever you send our way. You can also follow us on Twitter at A Work in Progress D&D Podcast. And last but not least, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my brothers for joining in this little experiment. An extra special thank you to my wife, Allie, for constant support and advice and congratulating her on her new master's degree. I have been Eric, and I hope you continue along with us on this adventure, both real and imaginary. Ta-ta for now.